Have you listened to the All the Books podcast yet? On All the Books, Book Riot resident Velasa Reader, Liberty Hardy, and several rotating co-hosts discuss the week's most exciting and intriguing new book releases from every genre. Stay up to date on the best new books with new episodes every Tuesday and get a bonus recommendation for older books every Friday with all the backlist drop-in episodes. Never miss the buzz on the best new releases. Listen to All the Books on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. Welcome to Red or Dead, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the world of mysteries and thrillers. This is episode 53, and we are recording on Tuesday, June 4th. I'm Katie McLean-Horner, along with Rincey Abraham, and we're coming to you from Book Riot. Hi, Katie. Hi, Rincey. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Did you have a good Memorial Day? Yeah, I did. I honestly feel like Memorial Day was like a month ago at this <laughs> point, to be fair. I When you said that, I was like, oh, wait, was that this past weekend? Or it was two weekends ago. I legitimately had to like have a mental like calendar <laughs> run through of like what is happening in the world where am i who's who am i talking to what is happening so <laughs> oh gosh i am so sorry i did not mean to kick off an existential crisis <laughs> i mean it's fine i just generally have like no sense of time it seems like so i just am like wait when did because like i i I was like, okay, today's Tuesday, so it couldn't have been this past weekend was Memorial Day weekend. But yes, the short answer is yes, I had a very nice Memorial Day weekend. I think I spent the majority of it like not doing a whole lot, which I was okay with um, because I needed that. Oh, that's... That sounds nice. We were we went out of town to Galena and uh, mm. we, did, we did a lot of walking um, and a lot of eating and we did a lot of ghost tours. Ooh, nice. I didn't know that Galena had ghost tours. Yeah, yeah, they we did two in a row. <laughs> we did one that was uh it was called Spirits and Spirits. So that one was a haunted bar crawl and then we took a break for dinner and then we did the haunted Galena walking tour which we did not realize was uh, given by the same guy who did the Spirits and Spirits tour. <laughs> so he saw us waiting outside. He's like, "Oh my gosh, are you guys back?" We're like, "Apparently." <laughs> there you should have just been like, "Look, this is just who we are as people." <laughs> Yeah, well, Blaine was like, look, he's, or he was like, I like to get, I, this is a good way to get a sense of the history. Katie's got her camera over here looking for ghosts. I like the history. <laughs> so I'm like, win-win. There you go. But um, I will I will share a real quick funny story before we jump in. On said ghost hunt um, or ghost tour, we got an opportunity to walk around and take pictures or something. And the tour said, make sure to, make sure to let me know if you, if you find anything weird. And Blaine immediately reaches over, grabs me and goes, I found something weird. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, you are such a jerk. And I know that I married you and I chose this. Well, uh, with that, um, before we jump into the show, we're gonna we're gonna give our first uh, sponsor for the episode, um, which is Forge Books and The Shallows, um, written by Matt Goldman. In the words of Lee Child, uh, I want more of Neil Shapiro, who's the main character uh, in Matt Goldman's thrillers. 
Nils Shapiro is a Minneapolis private detective back for a thrilling standalone adventure. A prominent lawyer is found dead, tied to a dock by a fishing stringer through his jaw, and everyone wants Nils to protect them from suspicion. The unfaithful widow, her boyfriend, the lawyer's firm, a congressional candidate, a rudderless police department, and even the FBI. The Shallows delves into the thread of dark history repeating itself while delivering another page-turner with a fast-paced humor and richly drawn characters. Uh, This is the third book in the Nils Shapiro series, uh, following Gone to Dust and Broken Ice. So if you uh so if you enjoy gritty pi novels or if you have uh read the other two books in the series and are looking for the next one make sure to pick up the shallows by matt goldman and we thank forge books for sponsoring this episode all right well i guess actually i guess that, that would jump back to me again just for our typical welcome to everyone welcome to new and old listeners alike and as always we put out a call at the beginning of the episode for new um, for ideas and questions that you guys might have, whether it's reading recommendations or a piece of news that, um, that we've talked about or maybe didn't talk about. Is there a subgenre that you're interested in learning more about? Um, anything along those lines. We love getting uh, feedback and ideas from our listeners. So at the bottom of the show, we will have our contact information. Please do get in touch with us if you have anything that you think would be interesting for us to talk about on the show. It helps us plan, uh, plan episodes because we want to keep coming up with shows that you guys find interesting. Um, and we also really love hearing from everyone. So I uh, just wanted to put out that that invitation for everyone. All right. Uh, so to start things off, uh, we're going to go over the one news item that we have. It's been a very slow news week in terms of the mystery thriller true crime world. Um, it seems like everyone went on vacation for Memorial Day um, <laughs> and has stayed on vacation for the past two weeks. Uh, so the one thing that we wanted to mention very quickly is that there is going to be a sequel to the young adult suspense thriller book, uh, One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus. So Karen McManus wrote this book. Uh, it came out in a 2017 and was a really big hit. I know a lot of people, especially people who read young adult um, and young adult mysteries and thrillers and things like that, uh, really, really enjoyed this book. And so the sequel to this book is called One of Us is Next and is uh, anticipated to come out in early 2020. And the publisher is printing, like putting out a first printing of 250,000 copies. So they have high hopes for this one. Um, McManus also wrote uh, a f- follow-up standalone novel called Two Can Keep a Secret, which I definitely thought that was a sequel. I haven't read either of these books, to be honest. Uh, but what I heard about Two Can Keep a Secret, I just assumed it was a sequel to One of Us is Lying, but apparently not. Um, so... If you are a fan of uh, One of Us is Lying and or and or maybe Two Can Keep a Secret, just know that there is a sequel coming um, in this one or in the sequel, uh, readers will be taken back to Bayview High um, a year after uh, Simon's death. And so, yes, be excited for that one. It's coming early next year. There will probably I think let's see. Oh, yeah, it says January of 2020. So it'll be very early in the year. So you guys can look forward to that. Yeah, I actually thought that um, Two Can Keep a Secret, I thought that was a sequel too, because the covers were really similar as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I mean, it's smart for them to do that, because like, One of Us is Lying was such a big hit that they probably did that on purpose to make everyone think that it was a sequel and pick it up. But yeah, it apparently is not. But I've been wanting to read One of Us is Lying just because I like good young adult mysteries and thrillers, and I've heard good things about that one. 
Yeah, and I will I will be interested in reading pretty much any book that compares itself to The Breakfast Club. So there is that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess we'll go ahead and jump into our main discussion, which as most of most of our listeners probably know, June is National Pride Month. Um, so we, I think we did this last year where we talked about books with uh, characters that were gay or transgender or written by authors who are on the LGBTQ spectrum. And so we decided that we should do it again this year because obviously, um, <laughs> I don't know that we really need a reason for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I am going to, Rincey, I'm going to let you kick this off because I have not read your book yet, but it has been high on my list. And I did book talk it to a group of teens at my last library when one of my coworkers did a uh, LGBT party for them. Oh, that's fun. I know. It was, they did it monthly and they had a good group of, they had a good group of kids and I did a book talk um, for a couple of these. And I did talk about this particular book and I loved his first one. So. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll stop talking. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's a good like setup, I suppose. So people can be excited for the book I'm about to talk about. Um, so what I read was Death Prefers Blondes by Caleb Rorig. Um, so this is um, a new fun standalone uh, mystery. It's one that you may have like noticed. I think it came out earlier this year. Yeah, it came out in January of 2019. And it's one that like, I feel like if you've seen the cover, you know exactly what it is because it's like bright pink or bright fuchsia um, and has like a blonde wig and stuff on it. And so it's like a very eye-catching cover. Um, so this is a young adult mystery and it is basically like um, if Robin Hood was a rich girl um, and then featuring drag queens. So basically you're following this girl named Margot, who is like this teenage socialite type of girl. Her She comes from a very rich family and things like that. Um, and she's like written about in various gossip magazines and stuff like that. But it turns out that she also pulls off heists at night uh, with her friends, all of whom uh, her and and all of her friends, um, who are, I believe, all men, um, all dress up in drag when they are doing the hei heist. And I think a couple of them, like, actually do drag professionally and stuff like that. Um, so they basically go off on these heists. They get, like, hired for different jobs or, like, she has sources of, like, these people are looking for this specific item. And so they'll basically, like, do these really high stakes burglaries Um all completely in drag as a way to disguise themselves. Um, and so the story starts off with you like following one of their heists and events occur. And there's also like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically what happens is like, she's still a teenager. I think they're still in high school and uh, her and her best friend is named Axel and he's on the crew with her. Um, they basically are outcasts at this point because Axel's dad w turned out to be like a giant swindler and stole a bunch of money from other people in town. And so Axel's dad went to jail and Axel basically became like a piranha in the social community and things like that. Um, and one night, Margot and Axel are out somewhere. They get insulted by the really popular people. Um, and Margot decides that she wants to rob one of them uh, because she knows that they have really, really expensive jewelry. Um, and so they do this heist, but then 
everything sort of goes wrong. And then something major happens in Margot's personal life, which I won't say because it doesn't happen until like halfway through the book. Um, and then everything basically just like takes a turn for the worse. And the crew starts to kind of turn against each other a little bit. Um, and everything sort of just like moves forward from there. Um, so this book is just like a really fun plot driven story of if you like heist stories a lot, then I think you'll like this book a lot because the heists are a big part of it. And there are multiple heists in here. So I feel like sort of watching the action sort of take place is really, really fun. Um, I think the characters in here are really fun and cute. And some of them are like on the younger side. So it's just like really adorable. And it's also kind of just fun to see these like teenagers trying to pull off these heists and stuff like that. Um, there's some like really cute different couples that, that happen in here, some of which are uh, straight couples, some of which are not. And so I feel like those couples are just really, really adorable to see them like flirting with each other and all that stuff in the standard teen way. Um, but yeah, I like just feel like this book is the perfect book when you just want something like fast paced, fun, over the top. And yeah, it's just like one of those really good like YA books that will completely like pull you into another world and like take you on sort of a roller coaster of a ride. So yeah, I recommend it if you are in the mood for something like that. Again, that's Death Prefer Blondes by Caleb Rorig. And that was the book I read. Yeah, I read, um, I remember talking about his first book, White Rabbit, last year. And I think it was last year. Yeah. And I loved that book to pieces. But it was definitely very dark, gritty, like way more dark and gritty than I was than I was planning for. Um, and so this sounds like it's the exact opposite, but still like just like a really entertaining read. Yeah. Um, I talked, I remember book talking White Rabbit to the group of teens at the LGBT party. And I, I told them about this and I said, and the reason I'm telling you about this book is because A, I loved it. And B, because he also just wrote another book called Death Prefers Blondes. I'm like, it's a heist novel with drag queens. And they were just, and uh, do, do some of, do some of them do kickboxing? Um, I, like some of the characters yeah. in there. I mean, I think that they just have like some like, fighting skills. I don't okay. know if they yeah, like I don't think any of them are specifically like kickboxers. I I remember something something I I had read previously, something about kickboxing drag queens and I was just like, what more do you need in a book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are very much. It's like it's like one of those stories where it's like this should be made into like a movie or a TV show because just like watching like the way he describes the scenes it like plays off like a movie um in your head. And so I feel like it's the perfect book to be adapted because it would be so much fun to watch these heists unfold with like these amazing drag queens just like pulling off these amazing stunts and things like that next great teen movie i'm calling it there you go <laughs> okay so before i start talking about the book that i read i want to mention that the author uses the word transsexual throughout the book in reference to the main character and since the author is transgender or transsexual and uses the word transsexual on her official author website i am going to use that word when talking about the book but i am not using it to describe the transgender community at large since i know there are many transgender people who don't use that particular term i'm only using it to talk about the main character and the author. Okay, so my book that I read is A Kind of Justice by Renee James. And this book, I don't remember how 
this author came on my radar. But this is the second book in the Bobby Logan series. Um, the first book um, is called, uh, it's gone through a couple of names. Transition to Murder is the first one in the series. Um, and then there's A Kind of Justice, and then there's Seven Suspects. And Seven Suspects, I remember most vividly because it has a pair of bloody scissors on the cover. And I just went, ooh, that looks interesting. <laughs> I was originally going to read that one, but then I realized it was third in the series. So I'm like, okay. And I couldn't find the first one in the series on Hoopla, but I could get the could I could get two and three. So I went with a kind of justice. So this series follows Bobby Logan, who is she is a star hair stylist in Chicago. Um, so that was also cool. It had it had a Chicago connection, which I really appreciated. She has gone through gender reassignment surgery, and she has transitioned into her new life. She's running this successful business. She has, you know, she has a good network of people. Um, and then everything just kind of falls apart. Um, a lot of this, from what I can tell, is based on events that happened in the first book. So if you are someone who enjoys reading books in order, or, or who prefers to read a series in order, you probably do want to start with the first one. I am, um, I have not finished it yet, but I am finding that it, even though it does refer back to a lot of events that happened previously, you can very easily keep up with what's happening and can get up to speed with what's going on. So it's not essential that you, that you read the first one, at least, um, at least I haven't found that to be the case so far, but to get the full experience, you may want to start with the first one. But anyway, in this book, Bobby is dealing with the repercussions of a, of a very, uh, brutal and prominent murder, um, in which she is, one of the top suspects for this police officer who is investigating the crime and really does not like her. He's very homophobic, very transphobic, and he seems to just have it out for her because she is a transsexual woman. The The thing with this book is that, like, I feel like with a lot of mysteries, there's a balancing act between how much of the story is devoted to the mystery and how much of the story is devoted to like the character's other lives. This one leans pretty heavily towards like Bobby's life, just not, not, I'm not just in terms of the murder and the mystery surrounding that, but how she navigates through the world as a transsexual woman and how she, how she deals with these types of things and how she handles the changing relationships in her life. And normally I would, I feel like with a lot of books like this, I would be like, okay, let's get to the mystery. But I'm really enjoying that part of the book in this one. I mean, as someone who is not transsexual, I I can't, I don't relate to it on a level in that like, oh, I, you know, like I, I see myself in this, but I really appreciate the characters and almost kind of learning. But it's, I really enjoy reading about these characters. And Bobby, she's... um like she's she's a character she's she's trying so hard to make to make everything work and you and i anyone can relate to that um she's trying to keep her business afloat this is happening during the most uh during the most recent recession 
And so you're following her through these these struggles in her life and her personal life, um, in which she has uh, she still has a close relationship with her, um, with the woman that she was married to before she transitioned. Um, and so there are lots of complications going on with that, and just just all kinds of stuff. And I just I really enjoy learning about her and learning about these other characters. And as the as the book progresses, you do learn more about the murder. And the story is told alternatingly between Bobby's point of view and the point of view of the police officer who's really trying to pin this murder on her. Um, and so you it kind of it goes back and forth in, in that sense. So you and it and it does it goes back and forth more more frequently as you progress through the book. Um, but yeah, this is, I'm, I'm having a kind of a hard time trying to describe it because it is so different from what I usually go for, you know, the really dark mysteries or the ones that are really plot driven. Um, but I'm just really enjoying it. Um, I'm really, in, yeah, I'm really enjoying these characters. If you, if you enjoy character driven stories or really getting to know the characters in a book, I think you will really enjoy this. Um, this is also an, uh, own voices novel. The, the author is a transsexual woman. Um, and I was just reading her biography on, on her website. She, um, she's a freelance writer, but she's also a Vietnam veteran. Um, she is herself a hairstylist. So you actually do get quite a bit of information about the running of a hair salon, in case you were wondering, which for whatever reason, I'm finding oddly fascinating. Also, it's a reminder that I need to get a haircut. <laughs> I keep reading this and go, I'm like, oh, I need to make an appointment. <laughs> um, so there is that. If you need to remember to get a haircut, this book will be a great reminder of that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I'm also, I'm interested to go back to the first one and kind of pick up on all the stuff that I missed out on. Um, but I'm also really interested to move on to the third book in the, in the series because that one I haven't started reading it, but the premise of the third book in the series is that Bobby Logan has made it through the the trials of book two to whatever extent, um, and it says she's made enemies along the way, but now one of them is stalking her, and she doesn't know who the stalker is and why he's after her, and she has a list of six suspects that she's figuring out who they are and, like like crossing them off the list and she finally gets through all six of them and it's still occurring. And so she's like, wait a minute, who's the seventh person? Um, so that one I'm, I'm excited to read, but yeah, I feel like I've just been pulled into her world and I just want to like, I just want to keep hanging out with her. Cause she's, she, she seems like someone that you like, that you want to get to know that they're, that they would be like, I want to be friends with you. You seem like such a wonderful person. And I really, and Considering the types of books that I do usually go for, this is very refreshing. <laughs> um, so again, if that, um, if this type of book, uh, rings your bells, the character driven mystery, it's, you know, like I said, an own voices novel. Um, the one I am currently reading is A Kind of Justice. Um, again, the author is Renee James. And if you want to start with the first book in the series, um, that is A Transition to Murder. And then the third book in the series is Seven Suspects. Yeah, I've never heard of this book before, but it sounds really interesting. And I kind of like that it's a slower paced 
sort of mystery or like more character driven sort of mystery. So I'm really glad that you talked about that one. Yeah. And like I said, for the I don't know if I found it on a previous book riot list. And like when I was doing research for my own type for for a different list that I was doing. But yeah, I somehow I came across this author. And the the book cover with the bloody scissors just stuck in my head. Yeah, I mean, how could it not? (laughs) So to speak. (laughs) I just got that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, um, feel free to let us know if you've like read either these authors or these books and you want to talk with us or talk to us about them, feel free to do that. Um, Or if you have other um, authors, mystery writers who identify as LGBTQ plus in any sort of way, um, feel free to let us know about that as well. Because again, we're always interested in hearing about new authors and especially authors who have different backgrounds and different point of views and things like that. So feel free to send us any and all of the recommendations. Yes. And of course, I will also point out that we are doing this in, uh, you know, in celebration of Pride Month. But of course, these are anytime novels. Yes. So, um, so we we will read these books throughout the entire year. So let's not think that we're limiting this just to June. <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. All right. So I will jump into our second sponsor for this episode. And it is once again, Forge Books. And they have recently published Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. Uh, this is the highly anticipated first book by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, uh, the voices behind the number one hit podcast, My Favorite Murder. Sharing never-before-heard stories ranging from their struggles with depression, eating disorders, and addiction, Karen and Georgia irreverently recount their biggest mistakes and deepest fears, reflecting on the formative life events that shaped them into two of the most followed voices in the nation. In Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered, Karen and Georgia focus on the importance of self-advocating and valuing personal safety over being nice or helpful. They delve into their own past, true crime stories, and beyond to discuss meaningful cultural and societal issues with fierce empathy and unapologetic frankness. This is a very popular podcast. I'm sure that many of you guys who are listening to this are probably also fans of My Favorite Murder. Um, And I mean, I feel like even my friends that I know like in real life are big fans of this podcast as well. Um, So they have recently put out a book. um, So again, that is Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. And thanks so much to Forge Books for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, one of my friends um, has listened to their podcast, and she keeps asking, she's like, have you listened to My Favorite Murder yet? And I'm like, no, and I really need to. Yeah, I mean, that's all of my friends, too. They're always like, you need to listen to it. Like my, I have a like a group of friends who all listen to it, and they talk about like every episode together. So it's like, it's like a book group, but for podcasts. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the book is on my radar also because I love, I love the title. Um, but their podcast is on my radar and some, at some point in my life, I will get my life together to where I have time to listen to more podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so many good podcasts in so little time. I know. And then we got to keep up with those and books. I mean, come on. (laughs) And then on that note, hey, I've got some more new books for us. Woohoo! Um, so. We've got a few new releases for everyone to put on their radars. The first one that I have is Those People by Louise Candlish, which is out today as of this recording. So by the time you're listening to this, you can uh, pick up a copy at your bookstore or your local library. Louise Candlish was the author of Our House, um, which was 
a which was a kind of a domestic psychological suspense novel that I have also had on my list for a while. Um, so now she has a new one that dives into the world of sub- suburban neighborhood drama and asks, could your neighbor make you angry enough to kill? Lowland Way is the epitome of the suburban dream. Every house and yard is carefully maintained for maximum curb appeal, and everyone knows one another and gets along. One homeowner named Sissy Watkins runs a successful B&B from her house. Two brothers and their families live next door to each other. It's a picture-perfect neighborhood. When Darren and Jody move in across from Sissy, it doesn't take long for them to begin making trouble. They are loud, rude, messy, don't play by the community rules, they blast music at all hours, have started an unsightly renovation on their house. Before long, guests don't even want to stay at Sissy's B&B, and everyone is fed up with the new neighbors. An all-out war is brewing on Lowland Way, and when a person is killed, accusations start flying. Someone is dead, and everyone has something to hide." I did not realize it until I started looking at this type of thing, but suburban neighbor drama is one of those really specific things that just rings all of my bells. Like, they're like Stepford Wife kind of suburbia. Um, there's a, there's a really great episode of The X Files. <laughs> Where Mulder and Scully go undercover in a neighborhood like this where people are mysteriously dying. Um, and it's super strict with like your mailbox has to be painted a certain color and stuff. And it's like one of my favorite episodes. Also, it's hilarious, but, um, but yeah, so I love these types of stories. So again, um, this one is called Those People by Louise Candlish. Um, and then, and now for something completely different, uh, we have Recursion by Blake Crouch, which is a very sci- f- uh, science fiction technological thriller uh, that asks the question, what if someone could rewrite your entire life? My son has been erased. Those are the last words the woman tells Barry Sutton before she leaps from the Manhattan rooftop. Deeply unnerved, Barry begins to investigate her death, only to learn that this wasn't an isolated case. All across the country, people are waking up to lives different from the ones they fell asleep to. Are they suffering from false memory syndrome, a mysterious new disease that afflicts people with vivid memories of a life they never lived? Or something far more sinister behind the fracturing of reality all around him? Miles away, neuroscientist Helena Helena Smith is developing a technology that allows us to preserve our most intense memories and relive them. If she succeeds, anyone will be able to re-experience a first kiss, the birth of a child, the final moment with a dying parent. Barry's search for the truth leads him on an impossible, astonishing journey as he discovers that Helena's work has yielded a terrifying gift, the ability not just to preserve memories but to remake them at the risk of destroying what it means to be human." At once a relentless thriller and an intricate science fiction puzzle box, Recursion is a deeply felt exploration of the flashbulb moments that define us and who we are without them. I'm having a brain freeze. I cannot remember the, f- the name of the first book that Blake Crouch wrote, but he wrote Dark Matter. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I hope Rinsey remembers. <laughs> Either that or I was going to really quickly Google it. I was trying to do that on my phone, but I'm like, this is like texting and driving. You should not text and podcast at the same time. <laughs> um, but yes, he wrote Dark Matter, which was another um, sci-fi technological thriller. Um, so this is this is his latest one. Um, it comes out on June 11th. Um, and again, that is Recursion by Blake Crouch. And then finally, we have Grab a Snake by the Tail by Leonardo Padura, which is also out on July 11th. 
Mario Conde investigates a murder in, murder, murder in the Barrio in the Barrio Chino, the rundown Chinatown of Havana. Not his usual beat, but when Conde was asked to take the case by his colleague, he couldn't resist. Case proves to be quite unusual. Pedro Kwong, a lonely old man, is found hanging naked from a beam in the ceiling of his dingy room. One of his fingers has been amputated, and a drawing of two arrows was engraved with a knife on his chest. Was this a ritual Santeria killing, or just a sordid settling of accounts in a world of drug trafficking that began to infiltrate Cuban society in the 1980s? Soon, Conde discovers unexpected connections, secret businesses, and a history of misfortune, uprooting and loneliness that affected many immigrant families from China. Um, this is, this is part of a series, and I cannot remember the name of the series, unfortunately, but this is one of the latest books in the series that is Grab a Snake by the Tail by Leonardo Padura, and that comes out on June 11th. All right, so to wrap things up, we'll be talking about things that we have recently read slash plan on reading soon. Um, so since... The last episode, which if you listen to it, I think it was the last episode where we did the Asian American. Yeah, yeah the Asian American uh, authors, uh, sort of mysteries and things like that. Um, Katie read Miracle Creek and literally, I think it was like within a day or two of us like posting that episode. I was like, you know what? I really want to read Miracle Creek. So I just like dropped everything and read Miracle Creek. And it was so good. <laughs> Like, if you've listened to last the last episode, you heard Katie rave about it. I'm going to rave about it a little bit more. Yay! There's a- <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, even with you talking about it so highly, I was still so surprised by how much I love this book and how quickly it, like, sucks you into the story. Um, I think I read it – I'm pretty sure, actually, I read it over Memorial Day weekend now that – wrapping it all back to what we were talking about before um because i remember like very distinctly like starting it over the weekend and like just dropping almost everything that i was doing and just like making time for this book because i was like i have to know what's happening i I have to know like how this is all gonna wrap up um it is one of those books where like katie mentioned um it's not a surprise how things turn out uh but it's still like a really engrossing read um so in case you haven't uh listened to that episode yet it's a story where um it takes place in like this small town in virginia i believe and there is an explosion at this um, medical facility that has like these highly pressurized oxygen chamber things that's supposed to help with various diseases and physical ailments it's like an experimental procedure there's an explosion a couple of people die because of the explosion and the you are basically following the course of like one the trial of uh the woman who's being accused who is this single mother who uh she had a son who was in the who like was a part of this treatment who died and so she's being accused of like negligence and they assume that she was um she's the person who set off the explosion in some way because on the day that the explosion happened she wasn't there she's usually always there at the treatments with him um but this day she like decided to leave saying that she was sick but then it turns out that she was actually like just hanging out by the creek drinking and smoking and things like that so everyone assumed that she was uh, the reason behind the explosion. So you're following sort of the trial take place and you follow different perspectives in each chapter and you get to sort of see like how everything actually occurred and all of the different 
people who are and aren't involved either like directly or tangentially. Um, you see like what actually happened with the explosion eventually, but it's more about these characters' relationships to their family, to each other, um, who they are, who they want to be. I'm someone who generally doesn't enjoy multiple perspective books because um, I often find that I either get really attached to one of the characters and I end up not really caring as much about the other characters, or I feel like some of the characters don't feel quite as developed or quite as interesting or something along those lines. Um, and so like, I feel like that always detracts from my experience reading those books. But with Miracle Creek, I never felt that way at all. I thought every single character and every single point of view that you get is crucial to the story. Um, they're all well-developed characters. Angie Kim does a great job of fleshing out their motivations and their actions and you really get to know all of these different characters. And even though there are so many different people that you end up following, you care, you not care about all of them, but you're like intrigued enough by all of them and the parts that they play that like you want to read from everyone's perspective and sort of see how everyone's story resolves. Um, everyone in the story has secrets that they're keeping. Everyone in the story has, um, things that they're not telling, like the lawyers and things, stuff like that. So like slowly, information gets revealed and you see sort of how it all played out in the end. Um, so if you are someone like I think the Celeste Ng comparison and like is a really great comparison because I feel like if you like those types of books where they are sort of contemporary domestic mysteries, then you should definitely, definitely, definitely pick up Miracle Creek by Angie Kim. It's so good. I I can't stop raving about it. I feel like I've talked about that book nonstop since I've read it, because I just want everyone to read that book now. Yeah, no, seriously. I've, like, I feel like my coworkers are probably sick of hearing me talk about it, because I'm like, oh my god, Miracle Creek, it was so good. But yeah, it really reads like this puzzle that just fits together so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, and I totally agree with the so with the Celesting comparison. If you've read um everything I never told you, which is not a mystery exactly, um, but you have those multiple perspectives, and it's it's one it you you need all of those different perspectives to understand why something happened the way it did. Yeah, um, which I when it's pulled off well, it it it's magic, and both of those novels pulled it off really well. <laughs> All right. And then in terms of what I'm going to be starting, I don't really have a solid idea of what I'm going to be starting soon because I feel like I'm in like a weird reading mood and I can't figure out what exactly I'm in the mood to read. But I did want to mention very quickly, and I think this is going to be a thing I read soon because it's a comic and so it'll be sort of like a palate cleanser almost for me, um, is I was at the comic book store, I want to say last month. Yeah, I think it was like either late April, early May, something along those lines. Um, and I was just like wandering through very randomly. And I saw that there was a Clue comic book. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, by Paul Allure and Nelson Danielle. Um, it's literally what you would think where it's Mr. Body is dead. 
everyone there is a suspect. Like, there's nothing really, like, new or different, you know, happening with the premise because it's Clue. Like, how do you really change it? Uh, but what I do have to say is I just really, really enjoy the art style inside of it. There's no way for me to convey it um, at all via podcast. So I highly recommend just, like, Googling it or, like, clicking on the link that I'm including in the show notes so you can see the art style itself. Um, it's very – it's supposed to be very campy and over-the-top, sort of like the – movie but not it's not quite i think at movie level uh but i think that it's something that will just be like sort of a fun read so i think i am going to read that one now that i'm like talking about it because i feel like i've convinced myself to pick it up (laughs) but so i'll report back on how it was but yeah i think just by the art style alone i was like i need to read this so yeah clue is a comic book as well as a book and a movie and a board game and everything else (laughs) so if you are someone who enjoys comics Go and check that out. It reminded me that, and I, I may have mentioned this before on the podcast, but um, in college, my group of friends and I, we at one point, we all talked about dressing up as different characters from Clue uh, for Halloween, and we never did it. And I'm so sad because I feel like we would, we all like had kind of our alter egos in that movie slash game. Um, like I have one of my friends, she like immediately were like, yeah, you'd be Miss Scarlet. Um, <laughs> wait, so now the question is, which character would you have been? Uh, I probably would have been Mrs. Peacock. There you go. All right. <laughs> but yeah, we had, um, our guy friends, one of them for sure were like, you are Professor Plum and you are Colonel Mustard, hands down. <laughs> so maybe at some point we'll make that happen at any rate um i have not finished anything mystery related i did finish listening to the audiobook of uh cersei by madeline miller if you have i love that book oh so my much. god i loved it so much um not at all mystery related but holy cow if you want an audiobook that you can just luxuriate in listen to that one holy cow so good um, and so now I want to pick up Song of Achilles because I'm like, holy my god, this woman is brilliant. But no mystery stuff. Um, however, I do have a stack of library books that need to go back pretty soon. Um, and one of the books that I picked up is uh, Duped, Double Lies, False Identities, and the Con Man I Almost Married by Abby Ellen, um, which is one that I think we talked about as a new release when it came out like at the beginning of the year. Um, but it's nonfiction about the author's um, experiences, uh, experience learning that her fiance is leading a secret life and basically everything he had told her about who he was was a complete lie um and so part of it is that but part of it is also realizing that oh my gosh people get drawn in to these types of people like people get get drawn in by the these con artists almost um some of them do end up getting married um but they also a lot of them ultimately realize you know that the person that they thought they married is not at all um is not at all the same as who they actually are um, and with this book, um, I mean, it's not something that I have experienced personally, um, in my own personal relationships, but I do have people in my life that could probably very easily relate, um, to these situations. And it's just one of those things that it's like, you know, when you're not, when you've never experienced it, you think, oh, well, you know, I'd never fall for that, but it happens, um, you know, I, I I won't divulge any stories, but ness, suffice it to say, I know people that have that after they have ended their relationships with with some of these people, they've come back with stories, and you think, how 
how is it possible that that a you know a rational a rational intelligent person that i know them to be could have fallen for that but it happens and it's kind of it's really scary um and it's something that i've been oddly fascinated with um and the due date is coming up on it so um so i think i will uh, i'll be picking that one up pretty soon so yeah that was uh, duped double lies false identities and the con man i almost married by abby ellen all right. So that is our show. Thanks so much again for everyone for listening. Uh, for show notes, you can head over to bookriot.com slash listen. There we'll have links to the story that we talked about at the top of the show, as well as links to all of the books that we mentioned in this uh, podcast episode. So feel free to head over there if you are interested in anything that we talked about here today. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, definitely leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that way other people can discover us. It really helps us out a lot. Um, if you want to email us, our email address is redordead at bookriot.com. Feel free to send us future episode ideas, general mystery thriller questions, if you have those, because sometimes we can spin those into episode ideas. Feel free to email us um, books by other LGBTQ authors that you really enjoy that you think we should check out. We will take any and all of it. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Rincy A. And I am on Twitter at KT underscore library lady. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.